Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Job chapters 22, 23, and 24. This is a, a little bit of a turning point in Job, if I could say that. Um, It's more of the same conversation going back and forth that we're familiar with, but I would say it slightly differs on both the accounts of Job and of his friends that are speaking against him. First, in chapter 22, Eliphaz speaks, and I think he speaks with a heightened arrogance and boldness. Um, They're getting more and more bold on their judgment and their hypocrisy that they believe that Job has. And so he he speaks out really greatly against Job and even makes some bold accusations against him. And, and that's what happens is the accuser comes and he works against us and makes us feel all but certain of the offenses of the people nearest to us, and he turns them against us. And, and the reason why is because there's there's nothing more divisive than false accusations, and there's no real defense to a false accusation. If someone says you're a, a dirty good for nothing, the only thing you can really respond to them is no, I'm not. And, and, and so it's they have to at some point believe in your character. And trust who you are as a person. And, and Job's friends don't. They, they're hypocritical. They're judgmental. Uh, they're, they're very remnant of, I feel like, the, the Pharisees. And their conversations that the Pharisees had with Jesus. Um, they're not open-minded. They're closed-minded. And they, they like to preach uh, principles that, that are you know, somewhat accurate in the sense that God does good to people. And... Uh, people that are bad have you know evil awaiting them and you know kind of like you're going to reap what you sow you know they're kind of right in a sense from that regard but also you know when you're when you're reading in the bible you know passages like you know about how what one man sows you know he's going to reap. you know the, the context of that is essentially let me take from that and earnestly strive that I might sow good seed that God could give increase to it and I could lay hold of good harvest. That's the context. The context of it is is not a, a religious system that, that um, if I stumble or if I make a mistake that there's going to be no grace for me at all and that I'm going to have sown a bad seed and immediately I'm going to gr- reap up a bad harvest and that I'm going to use that as a weapon towards anyone that ever mistakes makes a mistake ever. 
And so th th there's a real problem with the way that Job's friends are wielding their wisdom, okay? There's a lot of people all over this world that, that use the words of God as a weapon to hurt other people. And the moment that we take the word and we try to apply it more to other people than we do to ourselves, we're instantly in the wrong. And, and that's really Job's friend's problem here is they're taking of what they think of as wisdom and what they think of as the word of the Lord. And they're using it as a weapon against Job. And that instantly um, condemns them, you know? And there's a lot of people that are still doing that. I mean, you go to these, you know, Christian conferences and you, you, you know, there'll be these people standing outside with shouting or holding up signs or they've got megaphones and, you know, they're just, they're screaming out out of context Bible verses and they're trying to wield them as weapons to hurt, to hurt other people. The Word of God is supposed to uplift us and encourage us and motivate us and comfort us. And it's to be applied personally, you know. And then it can be applied as a word of encouragement towards someone else and sometimes a word of rebuke. But a word of rebuke always has to come from love. And a word of rebuke, what, what, what has to um, precede a word of rebuke is relationship. Okay, you, you're never going to get very far with a, with a rebuking or a, a word of uh, reprimanding someone if you have no relationship with them at all. You know, it's kind of like your, your children versus my children uh, or a stranger's children. Um, I will reprimand my children because I love them and I have a relationship with them. But if I'm at the grocery store and a kid is running through Kroger, it's it's a little bit different situation if I grab a hold of him and say, "Quit running in here." That's about enough of that. That's 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 awfully harsh, and that child is going to receive it as harsh, and uh, the parents are probably going to receive it as harsh because I don't have a relationship with that child. So clearly, I don't actually care about that child's benefit. What happened was that his actions were bothering me personally. <laughs> And I'm speaking out of my flesh, as opposed to when a child is running, you're saying, don't do that because it's going to hurt you when you fall in here. It comes from the heart. You see the difference in the two. And so we, we can never take our wisdom and take the word of God and use it as a weapon just to cut down other people. And that's what, that's what Job's friends are trying to do here. And um, so they, they get more and more bold because the accuser is is accusing Job of all, of all these false things. And so they're speaking out and, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, you, you've given no water to the weary to drink. You've, you, you, uh, um, you've given your brothers nothing. You've stripped the naked of their clothing. You've, uh, you know, I'm like, wow, they really, they really believe some stuff, you know. But, you know, I've, I've experienced this. I've had people turn against me before uh, and they have said some, crazy things about me and, and just just wild things we go where did you get this from and they don't have an ounce of evidence or any real proof or anything their, their minds have just have just become uh, so filled with accusations from the enemy to turn uh to turn them against me and and my response has always been you know hey um, that's not true i don't even know where you got that from but that's not true and that's all you've got in that moment but 
we always remember we don't fight against flesh and blood. And so the evil powers that be are always the ones that, that are accusing us. It was Satan in the beginning of Job that was uh, accusing uh, Job before God. And now these accusations are continued in his friends. And that happens in our, even in our friends and our family and our church members and the people nearest to us. Um, sometimes they will make um, harsh, hurtful accusations against us. And it, that's why it's so important to know who God says you are. Knowing who God says I am gives me the ability to endure and withstand what everybody else thinks about me and, and who everybody else says I am. When I was younger in my ministry, it, it, it really tore me down when people would tell me who they thought I was. And there would even be times where it caused me to question who I was. I thought, man, this person and this person think I'm, I'm this and I'm that. Am I? And, you know, I had to go through some hard seasons to really know who God says I am so that now people could come along and say, hey, you're just this and that. And I'd just say, no, I'm not. I'm sorry you think that, but that's not who I am. And um, so Job replies here in chapter 23. And, and Job actually, I, mean, I told you this is kind of a turning point. Chapters 23 and chapter 24 is Job's response. And you know what? It, it, you can start to hear the hope in, in, in Job again. And, uh, but, but, you know, it, it's a hope in, in what we have today. Because Job says, you know, Oh, that I knew where I might find him. Talking about the Lord. That I might, listen to this, that I might come even to his seat. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know that he would answer me and would understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No. He would pay attention to me. There, an upright man could argue with him, and I would be acquitted forever by my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. So he's talking in chapter 23, and what is he yearning for here? He's yearning for what we have access to today. He's basically saying, oh, that I could come boldly, to the throne of our God so that I could receive grace and be acquitted and be set free for where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and freedom and oh if there was a way that I had access to God the Father and you know that, that's what he's saying here that is so that's so powerful, church, because we have this access. We have the ability to go before our God whenever we please. Just before I began to um, get into the Word today, I went, I went humbly and boldly before the throne. I came before Him and I laid my case and I thanked Him for the goodness that I see all around me. And I pleaded with Him for the for the for the, the elements and aspects of my life that I want to see him move and work in. But I only have that access because Jesus Christ came and laid down his life to be a, to be a sacrifice so that I could be clean and righteous in God's sight so that I could come before him 
not by my own integrity, but claiming and laying hold of the integrity of Christ and the righteousness of Christ so that now when the Lord looks at me, he looks at me through the lens of Jesus. They're, they're rose-colored glasses, right? He looks and he doesn't see me and what I've done wrong. He looks at me and he sees a son. He sees his son. He sees Jesus. And that's what gives us the confidence to come before him and plead and ask for grace and ask for mercy and ask for wisdom and guidance and forgiveness. And Job was saying, I would give anything to have that. Job says, I've lost my family. I've lost my health. I've lost my friends. I've lost my wealth. And I would give anything just to be able to go to God and talk about it. He's not even asking that it would be restored. He's never once said anything about that. You know that? In, in the losing of all of his materialistic things, his health, and all the things, the only thing that he's yearned for is that he could talk with the Lord about it. Yet, he, he goes on and he says, uh, I know the way that I, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Right? He, he, he's saying, I know that, that even though I can't come confidently into your presence, I know that you're watching me and I know that you're, you're ordaining my steps and you're turning it together for good and I know that I'm being tried and I'm being tested and I'm being purified and I know, I just believe that on the other end of this, I'm going to come out as gold. And, and so he's got this, Job's got this faith. But it, it's 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 a faith in what is to come. He is desiring of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that God would live inside of me. Oh, that Jesus would plead for me. Oh, that I could talk with the Lord when I wanted to. Oh, that I could, you know, have eternal hope. Oh, that when I died, I wouldn't just rot into the ground and the worms would consume me. But that I could go and I could be with the Lord forever. And, you know, it, it's just... It's an incredible thing what Job is, is yearning for. And especially because we have access to it. I wanna just I wanna just say that as we as we exit today. I just want to remind us, each of us, that Job has lost children. He's lost the relationship of his wife, his marriage, he's he's lost all friends and companionship. He's lost all of his wealth and his security for what is to come. He's lost his health. He's covered with boils. He's lost his physical image and probably the way that he had looked. Can we even imagine? And in this broken state, with friend after friend accusing him of being wicked and deserving all that has happened to him, he lies there, and he asks not for the money to come back, not that his friends would understand him, not that his wife would support him, not that his children would be resurrected. He lies there, and he asks, Oh, that I had relationship with my God. And Job's prayer is one that has been answered for each of us. So as we go into this day, let us not allow our gaze to be fixated on all the materialistic things.
of this world. But instead, let us simply rejoice in this day that I can come boldly and there is grace and there is wisdom and there is compassion and there is right relationship and there is eternal hope in God through Jesus.